fellow humans. So I have been talking quite a bit about voting lately. I've done a couple couple short videos for a few different websites that offer assistance in voting. And obviously in the past I've, I've talked about why I'm voting for Joe Biden, but more importantly why I feel that Donald Trump needs to be removed from office. And I think I've been we're pretty clear about why I think that. In fact, I'm actually uh, I actually did some training recently uh, to do uh, some some voter calls. Uh, so I may I may even maybe maybe record some of those and uh, and share depending on how it goes uh, and how I do. One of the things that's come up and uh, is interesting because I've got. I've got my own feelings on this as well, uh, is the idea of selling out for corporate America in the, in the interest of getting Donald Trump out of the office. Uh, and uh, where I see this play out, especially in Twitter lately, uh, there's a lot of people who are uh, very far left, uh, possibly more to the left than myself, um, who are on the... Uh, fuck them both train. So no Biden, no Trump. And uh, I, I think the, their feeling is that people like me, maybe not me specifically, but people who um, are voicing their support for uh, Joe Biden in the context of getting Trump out of office, that that is selling out... Uh, progressive values. And uh, it just it gets me to thinking about where our priorities are in this country. Because I I get it. Don't get me wrong. Um, I, I, I am a Bernie Sanders supporter. I, I feel that he was treated extremely unfairly by the Democratic Party. I am frustrated with um, Democratic friends of mine who have blamed him for Hillary's uh, loss in 2016, who have even blamed his supporters for Hillary's loss when uh, Bernie Sanders actually was canvassing and, and campaigning for her aggressively uh, in states that she didn't even show up in. So I, I get the feeling of uh, selling yourself out by supporting Joe Biden or by trying to encourage people to vote for him when he is the antithesis of the kind of progressive values that we're talking about. Uh, and that it's just establishment politics. And it's not change. It's just status quo. It's returning to the norm of four years ago, eight years ago, 12 years ago. The timeline that got us into... Donald Trump in the first place. So I, I, I'm right there with you on that. Uh, I, I've thought about that a lot. And uh, it's one of those situations where unfortunately you, you, you can't do the right thing. Because if I choose to sit it out or write in Bernie Sanders or vote for Jill Stein or whatever I do, there's going to be a lot of people who feel that by doing that, I've helped Donald Trump to win. On the other hand, if I vote for Joe Biden, 
there are people who are more to the left than me who might say that I'm selling out pro- progressive values and that uh, I'm just putting us back to where we were and essentially rejecting the chance of making real progress in this country. And I, I see the merits and the truth in both sides. I really do. For me, this is about distinguishing the long term from the short term. There's a long game and there's a short game. And as we know from history, uh, the fact is progressivism does happen in this country. It happens with the advent of time. Uh, It doesn't happen at the speed uh, with which a lot of us would like it to happen. Um, And there's certainly a lot of people, myself included, who believe that we are far short of uh, the kind of progressive ideals that we would like to see. Um, But having said that, we have to acknowledge that this is a, a marathon process. So while I can understand uh, the feeling of wanting to sit it out because we're sending a message to the Democratic Party for giving us this, this horrible choice, basically, we have to keep in mind that there is a long-term and a short-term. So the long-term is the things that we, that, that we don't have right now and that are not really on the docket, but that we see happening at some point. You know, we're restructuring of our economic system, uh, getting money out of politics, getting corporate interests out of politics, um, more checks on just the, the kind of free... The freedom that big business has to put their influence into politics and control the narrative and control the information that you and I receive. But there are also short-term, immediate things. And I had a conversation with a friend tonight, actually, who is, is also doing the calls with me, actually did the training with me. So we were, we were talking about it after the fact and kind of just sharing our thoughts on it and how... You know, it, it is, um, it's, it's going to feel weird calling people and encouraging them to vote for Biden as opposed to not voting for Trump. Because as a lot of people have said, this is about rejecting Trumpism more so than voting in any particular candidate. But my friend was telling me about, she's a, she's a, she's a mom. She's a mom of a, of, of a young child, and, and uh, she, she was talking about her birth control and her access to it. And she's also Hispanic, so she has a certain background uh, culturally with the way her ancestors have been treated in this country. She has personal uh, reasons and potential fears uh, of what a Trump presidency can mean. So I think about things like, you know, I'm a privileged man in that, you know, my day-to-day life, just right here, for me, if I'm being honest, hasn't really changed very much under 
a Trump presidency. I have that privilege of being able to say, you know what, I reject both parties, so I'm going to sit it out. Because I could accept the risk of another four years, if it's just me. But then I think about my friend and her access to birth control if we get a Trump appointing to the Supreme Court. I think about my black friends who are going to live under another four years of a president who openly incites a, a civil war between blacks and whites, between cops and civilians in this country, who, who is an apologist for new KKK, for white supremacists, uh, who says that there are good people on both sides. There are people who are seriously firsthand affected by the scourge, by the disease of Donald Trump. I'm privileged to be able to say, hey, you know what, I'm going to sit out, I'm not going to vote. But for all of Joe Biden's flaws, for all the uh, so-called progressive values that he's really not going to have, uh, he's, he's going to basically bring us back to where we were before we had Trump, um, I don't fear him inciting racial wars. I don't fear him encouraging the kind of vigilantism and violence uh, in the name of open racism, open intolerance, and hatred that we've seen in the last four years. I don't see that under a Joe Biden presidency. I don't see the threat of Roe versus Wade getting removed uh, under a Trump, under a Biden presidency, assuming that we're able to hold off on this ninth pick before January 20th, when hopefully Joe Biden takes office. So I just, you know, I, I, I realize that I'm just one person and uh, there are people that are smarter than me that have good reasons for not voting or for voting in that third party. And they have sound, logical reasons, but we have to remember which part of the game we're in. And unfortunately, we are in a situation where we don't have time. We don't have the luxury of time to be idealistic right now because our country is fundamentally in danger from itself. It is self-imploding right now to have a president that is as egregiously irresponsible and just lying to this country for four years Every single thing he has done, all the people that he's, the criminals that he surrounded himself with, the fact that he openly uh, lied 
to the country about the threat of COVID resulting in more than 200,000 deaths. These are people, these are lives we're talking about. Every day that he's in office, it's that well, right? Cap the well. We don't have the luxury of time. When you're 60 years old and you're trying to invest for retirement, you can't take those big risks. We just do not have time. The work will never end. The, the quest for progressivism, for, uh, for restructuring our economic system, for uh, eliminating the kind of uh, wealth distribution that leaves millions of Americans on the streets or without health care, we have to fix all of that. It's going to take a long time. It's going to take a lot of work. It's going to be beyond our lifetimes. It's going to definitely be beyond a Joe Biden presidency. But the immediate, the immediacy of our situation right now is, is critical. We just don't have time. The real work will start on January 20th. But right now, we have to cap the well. So, thanks a lot for listening. I'll be talking to you guys again really soon. Have a great rest of your night. And remember, don't be afraid to question the consensus.